Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome along to a Celtic State of Mind. It is Thursday the 16th of June. I'm your host today, Colin Watt, and I'm joined by a long-term friend of mine. Someone that we used to do shows together, and then she went on to the big time, and now she's coming back just to pop in and say hello. Amy Canavan, how are you doing? Oh, shut up. I would never have left you. I'm uh, delighted to be back. Delighted to be back on with you. Good, good. Good to be here on a Thursday afternoon. Let us know how the weather is round about your parts, guys. We are going to be taking a look at the squad over the next hour. We're also going to have some other interesting topics to discuss. But we want to try and make this as interactive as possible during the postseason. So if you have any questions that you have 
on Celtic's transfers, on the season so far, um, on Ange, on anything to do with Celtic, get them in and we'll try and answer them as best as we can. Uh, I welcome along to everyone who's watching us. We're live at the minute on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch and on Twitter. Alan Robertson saying afternoon peeps. Nice to see you, Alan. Paddy Laverty in as well. Afternoon all. Uh, and Keith Oden, he is joining us from all the way in Plymouth. Great part of the world, Plymouth. I've got family down there. Um, and Mon- yeah, I do. And uh, Monty in to say good afternoon to us all. Now, Amy, the tagline we've got here, which players have a point to prove to Ange this season? It sounds a bit of a negative headline, but when you think about it, there's a lot. It's almost like you've got to forget that last season was such a success because you can turn around this season, make a complete backside of it, and everyone forgets about what happened the season before. This is, when you think about it in a, ter- a kind of musical sense, you've got artists that break through and they have a fantastic first album, and then the second album comes along, and if it's not as good, they're not anywhere near as successful as the first one. They can drop into the sort of the the sort of unknown once again, and you, you never hear of them again. There's players that, if they don't make a, an impact the way they did last season, by the time we look at this 12 months from now, we could be saying it's time for them to move on. You're just keeping up the Thursday tradition and speaking of music. I noted that. I noted that. <laughs> um, quickly moving on. No, uh, you're spot on, though. Um, and it's the, the perfect kind of um, argument. Yeah, I think one of the earlier comments already, um, you know, everyone does. Um, you can't live off past successes. And I think, um, obviously, that carries a bit of weight. There's no two ways about it. You're not going to come in and completely, well, you certainly don't think that it's very rare that a complete living will totally change because, you know, you use experience and the, the success that did come last season. But in the same way, everyone still has a point to prove. Um, you know, you can't rest on laurels, can't rest on anything and can't just go, well, you know, I performed pretty decent last season, kick off a little bit slow this season. At least I thought I can back off for, or, or use the, what I used last season. Um, so, yeah, every single player has a, has a point to prove and there'll be different reasons you know especially transfers come in you know say you know even Callum McGregor let's even go for the, the one who you think is going to you know be the first name on every single team sheet somebody perhaps more defensive minded comes in you know I think yesterday the guys were really talking about that where do you really like to see not where is he not where does Ange play him and where we see him the most where do you personally like to see Callum McGregor play so you no, know, he does operate in that deeper six is that his strongest point not for me that I pref- not that he's not strong there, but I prefer to see him a little bit further forward. So there you go. If someone comes in a bit more defensive minded, anyone, just anyone, um, then that forces McGregor to step forward. But if Hatati and O'Reilly say are, are you know playing out of this world, you can't then just have McGregor in. You know, you've got to go by by who's playing the best. It's, it's that simple cliche, but I think even in recent days in internationals, it's kind of been forgotten a little bit. You should always be playing your best 11. Um, for me, anyway, I think that's kind of the bread and butter of football. So that is why every player has a point to prove, because you have to make sure that, yeah, maybe you were the best in that position last season, but you've got to make sure you're still the best in that position this season. Absolutely. You think back 12 months Probably around about this time we just got back into pre-season training and you just started taking over. Probably isn't too far away from the anniversary of that famous team talk on the pitch. Uh, the whole we never stop, we stop at half-time, we stop at full-time. Um, and when you think back to the squad that we had then, there was one player who has went on absolutely to ta- transform not only his Celtic career, but I'd say his complete football career, and that's Anthony Ralston. 
Um, and I'll be the first to admit that I was probably very harsh on Anthony uh, last season, right at the start. But his transformation, and you look at the way that he has um, also came into the international squad over the last 12 months, and he's went from one of those players that if he had a bad game, people would be saying that's that he's not got a future at Celtic. But now it's like, well, he's had a bad game. He's, a, he's afforded himself the opportunity to have the, the odd bad game here and there. And you're still thinking he is a vital part of that squad. For me, there's got to be a couple of players that are in and around the realms of the squad right now that have to have a sort of Ralston season. And the one that probably jumps out to me is the person who yesterday, if you weren't aware, changed his agent in Mikey Johnson. And for me, if we don't loan him out this season, this is a complete make or break for him. I'd be really surprised if Celtic don't loan him out. Um, I think I, I totally understand where you're coming from that he does need that kind of Ralston esque season, but I think for him, it, it, I'll be honest, I think it's gone. Um, I think he's had the opportunities that pre, not use pre a strong word in a sense, before last season, um, confused myself there, Ralston hadn't really had the, the run that perhaps Mikey Johnson had had and maybe had that little bit of trust, had that little bit of game time. Johnson has had that and he's been backed by, you know, manager after manager really. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers tipped them for big things. Um, but it's just, I just don't think it's really working out. He's had his chances this season as well. It was, the, the Wraith game really stands out for me, you know. It was a, a, a weekend team. It um, wasn't Celtic's best performance by any manner of means, but you know, Johnson didn't make a dent. The ball was getting pinged out to him um, constantly. The, the players were trying to get him on the ball, but he wasn't beating his man. He wasn't doing anything. No, then you can maybe say he's trying too hard, but there was just no real intent there at all. And it's the Wraith game in particular, because that was my concern. I'm like, if you're not even standing out against Wraith Rovers, um, when, you know, there's not other stars, it wasn't a, a full Celtic 11 first team. Um and that one is the, the one that really sticks out for me because I'm like, that was a big opportunity for you to be running against, you know, not, not the greatest defence in the world, certainly not even the greatest defence in the championship, mid-table championship team at best. Um, and it just, you know, it just was not happening. Um, so I will be really surprised if he doesn't get loaned out this season. And like you say, if he doesn't, then, you know... God, there needs to be some pre-season under his belt to really get even into a position that he can be getting any sort of game time really at Celtic because I don't think up until now there's been an awful lot that proves that he really even deserves another chance. Really? I know that's really <laughs> it's the way it is. I mean, you are at that sort of brutal point of the season where you're thinking, we've held on to Deadwood at the club for a number of years and, I mean, obviously players like Barkas have now went out on loan uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Ayeti do the exact same thing. But there is, we've had a lot of players that have sort of sat, sat around the squad, picking up wages, played the odd game here and there for a number of years. And I think when you look at it, Ange's probably the one that's had to be the most brutal and say, this guy's got to go, this guy's got to go, this guy's got to go. And that's because of the rebuild that we were in. You almost afforded people that luxury of saying, do you know what? He can stay and he can provide us something because we've just won eight in a row, we've just won nine in a row. We're going for ten. It's about having that continuity. But now when you're sort of rebuilding a new chapter at Celtic, you can't afford to have that sort of sentimentality to these players. These players, if they, as you say, if they don't step up, they've got to step out. You take a look at someone like Karamoko Dembele. We thought for years and years he was going to be the next big thing at Celtic. He was going to make this breakthrough. He played his reserve football debut at 13 down at Capolo 
and you're thinking, do you know what? It's just about let's get him on, let's get him the, the game time. Now he's left the club, and going by reports today, the only offer he has on the table is from a French League One side. So it's not as if this guy's going to be the next big thing anymore. And whether that's because of the lack of opportunity that was afforded to him by previous managers at the club, or whether it was down to his own attitude, we, we kind of we won't really know the, the true story. But we couldn't really afford to say we'll see what happens with him. It was almost a case of ship in or ship out. And I think you're going to see a lot of these players this season. And I don't know. I mean, the development in a lot of these players last year, um, Ralston and Taylor for me were the two that really, really stepped out. And watching that Scotland game the other day, I thought Greg Taylor had a fantastic performance away in Armenia. So for me, if it came down to it, I know we're obviously tracking um, Alexandro Bernabe as the left back um, to bring in from, is it Lanis in Argentina? Um, but if, as it stands at the minute, if we had to go into the first game of the season with Greg Taylor at left back, I honestly wouldn't be overly concerned. I know it's a position we need to strengthen, but the development in these players in the last 12 months just shows you the kind of coaching that Ange has put onto them and the difference that a good coach can get out of a what we would have previously seen as an average player. Yeah, and, you know, even though I know you can't really compare, but Johnson is still, you know, going through the same training as everyone else and not just Mikey Johnson because there are, there are a few players, um, but th- that training is there. You've still got to think, right, what can Mikey Johnson bring to Celtic? What can, if, if he's on the bench, is he going to come on and make an impact? And I don't even see that at this stage. Um, you know, he's... He's, he's not used an awful lot. I know the injuries are there. Um, so, But even that, you've kind of got to take that into consideration. When he is on the bench, is he even really used? Is he, is he trusted? Um, and I know they're two very different things, but you've got to, as much as I'm just saying, you know, the, the players that we're saying, every player has to point, a point to prove, sorry, and you can't live off the back of last season. If you've not even got anything in the tank from last season, and I think Johnson falls into that, you know, there's, there's no, you know, money in the bank there, really, that... As you, as you rightly said, you know, Ralston could probably afford maybe a, a, an off game or so. You know, Johnston really can't because there's nothing really to, to prove weight the other way. Um, you know, that pendulum that you constantly talk about in football. Um, in Mikey Johnston case, it's pretty much always just swung in the one direction um, and it's, it's just teetering back. I, I don't, and it's like I say, I, see, I know it seems really, really negative, but I think he, he, he's not that 20-year-old kid anymore. You know, that you say bags potential. Yeah, the, the potential could still be there. And I do, as much as I'm, I'm knocking, really, I do think there has to be something in there. But I just don't really know what it is and, and, and where it is. Um, you know, I think everyone goes back to the, the, the chance that he squirmed at Hamden. I think that's the first memory that probably really comes to mind now. It certainly mm-hmm. does to me. Um, and I know everyone can miss him, but I think that there's not even one that really eclipses that. There's not a great moment that you're the constant that um, initially sorry comes to mind. I just don't see what he's bringing. And I think, you know, when you're looking at who's in front of him, if Celtic do sign Jota, um, the the golfing class between the two is is huge as well. So is that really a backup then? Or is that just like a a gap fill kind of something like that? Because you're not really thinking, right, can you drop Jota or or take Jota off after, say, 65 minutes and really... 
know not every position is going to be like for like where you at a club like Celtic and especially yeah. in the Champions League, you really need as close to as like to like as possible. And even when you see like to like, you know, Juranovic and Ralston, you know, Juranovic is just absolutely pocketed Mbappe the other day, um, you know, and ran ran the show against France. And I'm not saying him and Ralston are like to like, but if you say, you know, Juranovic has to come off after 60, 65 minutes and Ralston comes on, there, there's not that same concern. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's kind of where the, the difference is between, say, Ralston and Johnston, guys who have kind of had similar, um, not really similar trajectory, but a similar timescale at Celtic and thing to build up. But the difference was, the key difference is that, you know, there's Ralston went out on loan to, to St. Johnston, to Dundee United. I think he'd done better at St. Johnston, um, or certainly was liked more at St. Johnston. Um, but he just went away, done his business, came back and, you know, like you say, who would have thought this time last season? Um that he would be a fully fledged international and, and really, really actually performing pretty well when when others certainly didn't. Certainly keeping a sixteen million pound player out of the the national <laughs> team, whether you believe it or sixteen million pounds or not, is a another question. Um, we, we're going to get to some of the comments in a second, but um, just one other thing I want to touch on from what you said there. Speaking about obviously Jota and if Jota signs, if Jota doesn't sign, you are literally left with Mikey Johnson in that position. Now. I, I'm not saying here that I don't think that Jota will or won't sign, but I mean, at the minute, he's having more holidays than Natasha Miko, so I'm just waiting on him to finally get himself back to Scotland. Whether he, wonder if he has a WhatsApp chat that he puts it all in and makes everybody else feel really down <laughs> and showing off by this beach, that beach, with this cocktail, that cocktail. I mean, it's as if he's trying to do the around the world in 80 days. Was it Ibiza, New York, Mexico? What an itinerary. All right, for some, eh? Uh, How the other half live. Um, Brian Walsh coming in to say, if there was to be a Ralston-esque turnaround in anyone's fortune this year, I think it will be Albin Ayeti. He was playing well briefly before getting injured against Betis and has the ability. Um, Do you know what? I was impressed with some of the performances from Albin Ayeti last season. Um, I thought certainly the first one was was it the Dundee game when David Turnbull scored a hat trick. Yes, yeah, second 6-0 game. The way he chased the ball down for Turnbull's hat trick goal, his performances against Betis. Um, I think he got a couple against Ross County as well. It was sort of it looked as if he was getting his fitness up and being that player who, although he's not got bags of pace, would track things down very similar to the way I guess Giacomacchus would play in that role as well. But he was fit for the second half of the season, or parts of the second half of the season, and we didn't even see him in the squad. So I don't know whether that comes down to Ange thinking, I want him here or I don't want him here, or whether that's down to Ayeti saying, my future's elsewhere, I've kind of given up the ghost. It's a tricky one. Again, it's one of those... Other great unknowns because we, we will never know, but it's it kind of sounds like a broken record because we just said it with Johnson. But I, I really, I really, really do think there is a player in a Yeti, and I think we have seen it. Um, like you see, the goals against Ross County, um, I think as well, you just see like you see that little bit of intent. I, I think he's obviously he's a very, very different striker to what we've got. Um, you know, he's he's the more picturesque, like Yakamakis is is certainly more of a picture than than Kyogo, but Yakamakis is a is a different 
you know, physical ability, um, you know, his presence in the box, I think is totally different to, to Ayeti's. But I do think there is something he can offer. And like you say, you do think back to the, the Betis performance as well. He was the first captain under Ange, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, like, and I know that's how it seems a, a lifetime ago now, but you'd think maybe he's made an early impression or, or, or something like that. Um to to even be to be kind of captain and be selected in that first place, and I know it was a very different change side than what we see these days. Um, but I don't know. I I'd be more if if it was kind of a toss up. I would be more inclined to to stick with Ayeti. There's no two ways about that because I do think there is something in there. But you know, at the tail end of the season, it is odd because you're thinking. Uh, well, you're all going to just, we can all just come up with, with different scenarios, you know, is, is it a yeti, is it and, is it, you know, preferring to have midfielders and on the bench rather than having two strikers kind of thing, um, you know, you want in Kyogo and, and uh, Yakimakis to kind of be battling out between the two of them, there's all these different things, um, but I, I would be more inclined yeah, to keep a yeti because I just I do think there's something there and the fitness has an issue there's no two ways about that you know you saw that in his first season at Celtic um, you know he really hit the ground running um, and again it was those picturesque goals but there's nothing wrong with that um, certainly in the in the, in the in the domestic game as well sorry um, you know where you're not always going to get to you can have 80% of possession but you, you know you're playing 10 men against the ball um, it's not always the easiest and that poaching goal just sometimes needs to be, be about that instinct that you know some players are trying to pull some magic strings from you know, outside the box but just having him in there can just be something a little bit different and a bit of a nuisance so I would think that maybe if he wants another chance or maybe there's another chance in there but you know that's just even plucking at straws at this stage yeah Angelo Tyro comes in to give us an exclusive. Jota will sign, rest assured, after his Tahiti, Solomon Islands and Samoa leg of his round trip. Um, no, going back to Ayeti, I think that I think if you he was to have a very good preseason, he would kind of fill the gap in the transfer that we are looking for because I do think that Ange is looking for and Anthony Joseph has confirmed this that Celtic are looking to bring another forward into the club. Now, when you think of the money that was spent on £85 million, if you were able to um, use that now and bring in a striker for £5 million, you'd be looking for someone to have the same sort of impact as Kyogo had last season. So, um, in a sense, if he's able to even produce somewhere between 10 and 15 goals a season for us, I think that's saving the money and you can spend it elsewhere. Um, but I just don't know if we've seen that from him yet. Again, I'd love to be proved wrong, but I do think he'll be someone that moves on, unfortunately. Um, someone brought up the point uh, about, and I'm just going to bring this one up, Beach Boys, negative Nancy, man. Thank you very much, sir. Um, if Jota doesn't sign, it won't just be left with Mikey Johnson. We have made a bad forest. We would just sign a replacement for Jota because it's just as simple as that. Um, it's just as simple to go out and replace someone that's got 15, 20 goals a season and the same assists. No, we, we would be left with Maeda, yeah. For me, Maeda, as good as he is out on the left-hand side, when you look at his performances for his country recently, he's been playing through the middle. I think he's also offered that when Kyogo and Giacomacchus were out injured earlier in the season. And I think really he was put out on the left-hand side just to accommodate him in the team because of how important he is. I, I'm not sure his future, Amy, is necessarily as a left-winger. I don't think he's got that natural 
ability to well, he's got the pace to beat a man, but whether he's got that ability to kind of get it by him, get the crosses over, and be the guy that you can rely on for sort of 15, 20 assists a season, I don't think he is that kind of player. I think he's a secondary striker who, and if Kyogo was injured, I would love to see him and Jackamakis play as a two up front. Interesting. Um, I actually don't know what his best position is, and I think I'd just have him anywhere across the front three and have him running. I've really liked him out on the left, um, and that's me totally contradicting contradicting myself the fact that I said there's the, the gap from, from Jota down to, to Johnston. But um, I think it's because initially you do you do think him through the middle, um, kind of what he was signed as. But I've been really impressed with him out on the left. I don't know that you're not saying that you weren't impressed. Um, but I, you want him playing in his best position, whatever that may be. Um, but if he, I, I do get what you mean, though, because there's just when he's through the middle, if he just even... Yeah, the secondary striker, actually, the, the more I'm thinking about it, him and either, let's like say, Kilgore or Yakimakis, I've liked the link-up with Yakimakis, and when we've seen that, I think that's because we've seen, obviously, him out on the left. Um, I, I really like that partnership, and no matter how that really, you know, pans out, um, if it be the, the kind of the two, one-off even, or, or on the left, that would be, yeah, pretty interesting to see, because I think they just complement each other really well. Like you've, you've got the presence of Yakimakis, no two ways about that. And then you've got the speed of Maida. I'm not saying Yakimakis is called by any man, the means actually. Um, but it's just it's just a totally different game. And, you know, we've seen it ourselves as well, actually. Yakimakis has got a no bad way delivery on him as well. So you, you could have it in, in both kind of respects. And, yeah, watching their partnership next season, I think I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to that one. Yeah, I mean, you think about it and it's interesting because we don't have this stat in Scotland. But when you look at the J-League stats, it's all about the amount of sprints in a game, the amount of distance covered, the, the the fastest pace of the players. And it is a totally different game over there to over here. I mean, you look at it, I mean, Maeda was, it was something that we hadn't seen before. We'd seen it in spells from Kyogo, but Maeda was just like, it was unbelievable. Previously, if you had a player like that, you're saying he's out of position. He's not in the formation that you've set up. I think back to someone like, um, Thomas Gravison, when Thomas Gravison was at Celtic, he used to just buzz all over the park. I think I remember we got beat 3-0 away in a Champions League group stage game against Copenhagen and the, the term headless chicken was used because he was terrible that night. He was chasing everything down. But that's because of the position and the, the tactics that Celtic were playing under Gordon Strachan at that time. This sort of fluid formation that and she's adopted does mean that he can play in any role across that three. And he could probably drop even one deeper if he needed to as well. But his energy and his work rate at closing things down, it's not anything that you see from anybody else in the league. As I said, maybe Kyogo, but only Maeda. And that's why I'm saying I can't actually work out what his best position is because he just seems to suit anywhere in that sort of formation that we play. Absolutely, um, to- totally agree with you there, and you know it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it's yeah. I think when um, we, we we signed the players and they all got announced, uh, I think probably got it wrong saying that Rio Hattati was the utility player. You could just have Maida going absolutely anywhere. I think the thing with Maida as well, which is is worth when he's on the left. You know, I think his defensive work is is really really good as well, um, and obviously. 
yeah, it's expected more of you as, as the wing winger, sorry, rather than, than being through the middle. And I think when he does that, his work, his work rate, work rate, my goodness, is um, is really really impressive. He gets back and support. I like the link up between him and Taylor as well when we've seen it. Um, and I just think that everything kind of works quite well down that left flank when when he does. And like I say, I do think he, he gets back in defence and supports well. Um, and I think that's something that actually. Is, is definitely improved under Ange, but I'd still like to see improve further, especially in Europe. You know, you're needing both those wingers, um, Abada as well, or, or whoever it may be, um, or on the on the right, um, just yeah, just to be getting back that little bit sharper. Yeah, I mean, you think on it, there's going to be teams that we come up against in Europe next season, where a lot of the time we aren't going to be able to play the style of football we want, with the sort of almost always been on the ball, the the sort of heavy domination of the park where the centre-halves are pushed almost as high as the halfway line, if not beyond um, the, the, the sort of possession football and the penetration that Celtic try to play. Against bigger teams in Europe, you're not going to be able to, to do that. So you are going to need someone who puts in a shift like Maida, who is going to track back, who is going to just kind of continue to chase the ball over and over and over again because these kind of players in a European stage are going to be vital if Celtic want to get something um, and you think back to that performance at Ibrox earlier on in the season when we got the victory I mean Maeda ran for what what was he on for 87 minutes or something like that run himself into the ground he pulled up the cramp three or four times and kept going it is so important to have him in there but it's just I think that he's as you said is sort of utility player because he is he can play anywhere and I think that will be pivotal for his next season now, a couple of weeks ago on the channel, we did a tier list of the players and their performances last season, and we took a look at the squad as to where it was. Um, we kind of came up with the idea that there was maybe seven players that were key to the team for next season. There was about 10 or 12 who were key squad players, and there was others that we weren't completely sure about going forward. Kind of following up from that, Amy, it kind of leaves us to the position where the transfer window is now open, we can see where the positions at Celtic are targeting. Um, as we mentioned earlier with Alexandro Bernabe at left-back from Lannis. Obviously Jota as he completes his world tour. But when you look at the rest of the squad, where would you think Celtic need to strengthen ahead of what is going to be Ange's difficult second album? <laughs> it's interesting seeing a lot of comments coming through um, and they are seeing defensive mid and obviously that's with the, the links that are, that are pretty heavy right now and everyone's getting pretty excited but I still wouldn't say that that is you know, the immediate concern for me I still think a, a, a backup goalkeeper um, I, I really do and I think but more than anything for me I still think it's a centre half and I, and I said before you know, that was going to be the case whether Carter Vickers signed or, or not Delighted that he has, absolutely delighted. Um, but I still think, you know, if something happens to one or other or both, I, I still think I'd like to see a left foot and a half come in. Find me one, good luck. Um, because, and that's why, again, I think that's, you go back to why it was so important to get Carter Vickers in the first place. Um, and and to, to really sign him on because it's so hard to get any, you know, decent ball playing centre half. Now that I'm also wanting a left footed one, making it even more pernickety. Um, but I do think that that's just, again, 
perfectly content with, with, with Stephen Welsh actually. Um, and it, but I still think even with Welsh and with Starfield and with Cardiff Vickers, I don't think it would do any harm because, well, the future is so unknown for, for Chris Julian right now. Um, it's a, a huge uncertainty. Like you see, we all obviously remember that, that interview, those quotes, they weren't. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Probably in the best light. Um, I don't really really support any kind of player coming out and speaking like that. I know you've got to try and, you, you know, if you're not going to, if nobody else is going to promote you, you've got to kind of promote yourself. But I think there's a way and and that you can kind of go about these things. Um, and I don't think that was potentially done in the best light um, and in the best manner. But yeah, I would still think for me right now, I would say a, a centre half is, is really probably top of my list. Um, again, the, the forward, I can understand why, but... I just think that the um, if God forbid something happens to to start well, you know, who knows? Even with this injury that Starfield picked up on international duty, how long that will be? Beauty is this season, obviously, the Celtic don't have any, you know, nine hundred and ninety nine qualifiers to get into even third tier Europe. Um, but no, um, just to to get kind of have that assurance that you know, group stage football, you know, you don't need really really need to worry about that um, for for a wee while yet. Um, I think that helps the club in, in every kind of um, capacity, you know, transfers, everything like that, um, fitness, absolutely everything. Um, but yeah, the priority for me would be would still be a centre half. Yeah, I think centre half is somewhere that the club are looking to strengthen. We've obviously saw um, the reports of Celtic being after Koa Takura, um, who was mentioned about this time last year, um, who was at Schalke last year. Uh, but it does look as though we're probably not the favourites for him. The other one coming from the City group was Taylor Harwood Bellis, the English centre-half. Um, his stats actually look pretty good when you look at them. Um, he's been out on loan at Blackburn Rovers and elect in Stoke City. I think he could be another Cameron Carter-Vickers in the making. Um, I'd be interested to see if we do pursue him maybe later on in the window. Was he at Anderlecht, sorry, with Vincent Company? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was he was seen as the new Vincent Company. Yeah. But, um, it's it's horrible. That's, that's so so harsh, you know. <laughs> um, it, no one ever lives up to that tag. It's like, oh, he's the new Michael Owen. No, he's not. He's the new Ronaldo. No, he's not. He's never, never lived up to that. Um, unless you're ranked as like the new Cascarino, then you can definitely <laughs> live up to that rank. Um, Monty comes in with a suggestion we should go back in for Ben Davies from Liverpool. I believe he is departing Liverpool this summer, um, just as they announced that they've completed a deal for um, Aberdeen's Calvin Ramsey. Um, looks as if Aberdeen are getting about four 
million pounds up front, which is a good deal for him. But Ben Davies, I mean, it was almost the the Willie won't he of yeah. the transfer window, what, two so two transfer windows ago? The January transfer window? January, yeah, it was the January, wasn't it? And then yeah. he went yeah. But when you look at the contract that we offered him, it was all about him getting back to fitness and if he had a serious injury, we could cancel it and all of that. I'm not sure it plays into the Ange Postacoglu style, but we do have a, a habit of going back for previous targets, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's interesting because you can kind of feel that, right, well, we weren't good enough for you that time, but now things are going a little bit more swimmingly and now you want us. Um, it's kind of like that X kind of that comes back a little bit or talking stage. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a tricky one because if you put that aside, then you've just got to think about the football ability um, you know, and would it be a good move for, for a player and for a club? I think it, it potentially really could be. Um, I have seen a bit of them did like, do like them. But yeah, I'm a bit better like that. I'd be a bit like, well, you didn't want us last, last time. So yeah, you don't get to pick and choose. But if um, Ange is a little bit less um, petty than me, then maybe it wouldn't be too bad a signing at all. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, who he ends up going with. I do think when you look at it, Julian will be out the door. I, I don't think he'll hang around. So you're left with Cameron Carter Vickers, Starfelt, who is currently recovering from injury and Stephen Welsh, and that's it. And I, that's definitely not deep enough of a squad to go into even the league, to be perfectly honest. You still need another one or two in there. So whether it be we sign someone like Harwood Bellis on a, a Cameron Carter's-type loan deal with the option to buy at the end of it, or whether it's someone like Ben Davies, depending on how um, available Liverpool make him uh, this summer and what the fee would be, then... Who knows? Maybe we could end up with the two of them as well. Who knows? I think the other part, the other place that um, someone had mentioned in the chat, it's uh, Colin Rogers was mentioning Benjamin Segrist. Now it has been mentioned that we are in talks with Segrist and his agent about bringing him in as a backup goalkeeper. First of all, do you think he's a better backup goalkeeper than Scott Bain? And secondly, do you think he's someone who could push Joe Hart for that number one position? I think he's definitely better than Scott Bain, and I like Scott Bain, I really do. Um, I think Andrew certainly does as well. I don't think, even if a goalkeeper does come in, um, he'll be going nowhere. Um, I think he speaks really highly of him, said that before. Um, and I've said this before with, with Seacrest, I think he's a, a really, really, really solid goalkeeper. Um, and my worry is with him, um, you know, he's, he's had a, a really, really good season with, with Dundee United, good defensive unit actually, you know, with, with Edwards and Logroo in front as well, um, young Graham, um, and I think Dundee United have just had a, a good defensive season actually, um, but my worry is, is that, you know, he has had such a good season and had a, a few decent seasons now, is he willing to really come in and really only play second fiddle and know you're only going to play second fiddle to Joe Hart? Because do I think that he can displace Joe Hart? Not at all. I really don't. Um, will it be comfortable with perhaps, you know, you've got to think as well, Joe Hart is getting a little bit older, but not that, that he would want this, but he's been that second choice, third choice, choice goalkeeper himself, especially at Spurs, you know. Is Seacrest going to be happy with just maybe a cup run under his belt? Um, you know, a, a decent maybe league, few league cup appearances? I, I'm really not too sure. Um, and that's more my worry with Seagrass than anything. So I think he would he would slot in extremely well. Um, but is he actually prepared to you know go from being a really solid number one to literally being a number two and knowing that you know it's not like 
potentially walking into a number two at many other clubs, you know, where you could maybe try and displace, you know, nobody is displacing Joe Hart. You know, I don't think there's, well, you know, folk are going to say Craig Gordon. Um, not necessarily folk here, but others will. Um, um, but there's nobody that's going to be displacing Joe Hart. Not, not, a, not a chance. There's nobody in the league that, that comes close. It's a good point about being a sort of second fiddle because when you take a look at it, um, I think it was Kieran Devlin for The Athletic uh, was posting this story about Toby Olawayemi, someone that you've managed to see quite a lot of yeah. um, in the Lowland League last season, and he signed a new contract last year as well, I believe. Uh, and part of that was his development plan into the first team, and there's talk that by the time Joe Hart's contract is up in a couple of seasons' time, that they'd believe that Toby Olawayemi should be Celtic's number one goalkeeper. Um, and part of that would be giving them some game time this season, some game time the following season, and ca- gradually sort of getting them in to replace Joe Hart. Now, if that is the case, then it could be that Seagrist is fighting almost for the second place jersey with Oluwayemi, which, as you said, for someone who has played close to 100 games for Dundee United, has put in some fantastic performances, attracted quite a bit of interest. I'm not sure it's someone that would want to come in and sort of be on the fringes, whether you can have three goalkeepers all fighting for that jersey and keep them all happy. I mean, that's down to Angie's his squad to be able to do that. But as the, the, can I ask the question, are you looking for someone like Seagrist who has the quality and can push for the jersey? Or are you going down the Man City route and just offering Scott Carson another contract because you need an English player for the Champions League squad? That's, that's the kind of position that you're in. And obviously coming into it, You've got the Champions League coming up. You've got to have so many homegrown-based players. It does become very difficult, and that all comes into part of the transfer planning for next season. Yeah, it's interesting, um, because you're right, the club have really not hidden it, actually. They've got huge plans for Olumiyemi. Um And I'll be honest, like, I've kind of said this before, the performances that I've seen of him, I've not been overly impressed um, and certainly, I have my doubts that at any time soon that that something could really, you know, that that pathway could really become really rather clear and, and really kind of make an impact and inroads. Um, maybe it's just performances I've seen. Um, you know, I have seen I have seen a fair bit, and there's been none that I've really, you know, I have to, the goals that he's conceded. I felt each one actually that, that there could have been something a little bit better and you know and in saying that as well he's, he's got a decent wee defence in front of him you know and I know the comments came through as well Dean Murray's another one mm-hmm. um, you know when does that step kind of get made um, you know this is all goes back to my kind of problem with the B team even being in the Lowland League because the whole point was is that it was meant to be this great pathway you know and I've seen them and, and I don't know how great are that pathway is, you know, Dame Murray walked in, not, well, walked, yeah, was forced, actually, forced into the first team last season um, in, in uh, qualifiers, um, and I thought he'd done really well there, I thought he'd played really well this season as well, um, in the Lowland League, being really impressive, but not real, like, great, great strides, maybe that's because he didn't need to make too many great strides, but you know, I think there's been some valuable game time under the belt, no two ways about it, but I'm sure now that he could come in and, you know, not just be a, 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 a fill of the gap, kind of as it, as it definitely was against Mitchell because Celtic were bare, I'm just really not too sure. 
Um, and I think then the, the same could be said with Aluwa Yemi because, as, as you rightly say, this, this pathway really has been um, carved out for quite some time. Big plans, he's rated really highly at the club. You know, so if the club rate, in my opinion, does not matter. Um, but what I've seen, I wouldn't be, you know, um, you know, celebrating too much too soon. I think I do think we're still maybe a wee bit away from him making any kind of real impact in the first team. I think obviously he's now what he's part of the England under nineteen squad, so there is something definitely there. Um, as you say, it could be just either the level that he's playing at. Is it is he getting tested fully? Um, is he being able to kind of step it up? It'll be interesting to see how involved he is with the B team next season with the Lowland League. Because um, obviously that has been extended now for a further season. Not that Bonnie Rig Rose have to worry about that. They will be looking forward to the fixtures getting released at 9am tomorrow for their first season in the big leagues. We're going to touch on that in a minute. Um, for me, I think we've kind of spoke about it already. A centre forward, we looked at Albin Ayeti, um, but I think there's potentially someone else that Andrew maybe want to bring in there um, and centre defensive mid. Apart from that, Amy, do you think there's anywhere else that Celtic could be doing with strengthening this transfer window? You can always strengthen, um, you know, in every position. Uh, there's only two ways about that. Because, you know, well, this time last season, or this time a matter of weeks ago, you had Rogic and Riley. Now you only have a Riley. So, you, you know, or, well, you've still got Turnbull as well, sorry. Um, and I think it, it could really be a big season um, for, for Turnbull. But, you, you know, the injuries are, are a worry. Um, you, you don't know the, the, well, the injuries were always a worry with, with Rogic as well so you know anywhere you lose a player you're going to say right well you know it, we had three there last season or two and in, in one out kind of thing um, so yeah I think I think in all honesty as well I could probably do with a, a right winger maybe um, I know James Forrest has just been given that big contract um, extension rather big um, so you know maybe that's that's the club setting out um, kind of their, their stance on that one but you know Abad is young um, I think he's obviously the first choice going forward as well it, it, it's kind of as we say in the complete opposite to Mikey Johnston though that you know Forrest is, is you would see maybe more being kept around for his experience um, you know the impact that he can maybe have in or around the team how much if you know is a, if a bad pulls up injured how much confidence are you going to have on you know James Warren last than 70-80 minutes I, I'm not too sure about that so I'd maybe be inclined to, to try and look for someone there but I, I go back to it I think when you've had Ange say what he says had this pathway that the club really really pushed for so much with the B side um, if it's, and I'm not saying you know it should automatically work after one year but the whole point is with this age limit as well, you know, the players can't keep going until they're ready. They have to only play up until they're 21. And then if they're not ready after that, then then what happens? So there's a lot of question marks over that for me. And that's really where my kind of annoyance perhaps lies with it. Because if you're not ready after that, then why are you here? We'll, we'll see about that. Obviously, someone mentioned Dane Murray. I think pre-season will come maybe too soon for Dane. He was stretched off with a ACL injury. Um, towards the end of the Lowland League season so we may not see him for a while yet but maybe one or two of the star performers from the B team will get their opportunity in pre-season uh, pre-season not that far away now um, looking forward to it and one of the first big things to come up is the fixture list 
9 a.m. tomorrow, the fixture list for the Premiership Championship League One and League Two will be announced. I do have it from a very good source that our first fixture will be at home, which we all knew, and it will be against Aberdeen. So we, according to this person, we will be opening the season against Aberdeen. Now, previously, it's been sort of maybe lower-ranked teams that we've played in the opening day of the season from memory. Aberdeen could be a tough tie depending on how they bring their uh, transfers in this season, but I'd look forward to that because I think that's a very good test of how we've done in pre-season and it could be the sort of standout sort of starting point for what Angie's second season could be with a, a very good performance against a, an Aberdeen side at Celtic Park. Yeah, because it's really going to be the the real start at the Jim Goodwin era, isn't it? You know, obviously, I think the club done the right thing and bringing them in towards the tail end of that season. Um, tail end of last season, sorry. I know maybe compared myself, which you wouldn't say that it was the, the best idea, but just getting in and around the club, I think, you know, if that's who you know you're going to go for in the summer, if you can bring them in that little bit earlier, I think it's the best thing to do. Um, very similar to, to Brendan Rodgers in that sense. Um, so I, it will be, it'll be a different Aberdeen to, to what, you know, I certainly think you've seen under Stephen Glass um, and even under Goodwin towards the tail end because, you know, they never really got to have his, um, make his mark on the side. I think they're going to have a, a big summer still to come as well. But if you've got the exclusives, then um, check that out. Like, like you say, it's, it's not the not the easiest um, of games, but you've got to play them all at some point. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong when the fixture list comes out tomorrow. So message like nine I, Oh, as I, hearts come through. <laughs> yeah, and I will name and shame the person that kind of, um, gave us that exclusive because he's a, a friend of this channel. Um, but yeah, Aberdeen would be a very difficult start, I think. And I think when you see the, the teams that have had, when we've had difficult starts before, it tends to be the seasons when we've gone and do very well. Hearts away last season, I think uh, Rogers had that as well. Aberdeen at home could be a tricky task um, but when you look ahead to the rest of the fixtures what are you looking forward to when the fixture list comes out what's the first thing that you look for mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. <sighs> Come on. Don't be silly. Everyone looks for the same, do they not? Yeah, Livingston away, but after that... Obviously, you... obviously. You know, it's so close to me as well. It's just a long little... Uh, no, obviously, it's, um, it's the Rangers games. Um, 
and I'm, I'm quite a loser. I look for who's the other player on my birthday. I just want to know if I'm going to have a good birthday or not. Uh, that is actually what I look for. Um, we have had some absolutely horrendous, horrendous Champions League results on my birthday. Um, like thumpings to Barca, thumpings to PSG. Um, we've had the whole family around for my birthday and it's just like, this is, like, there's six, there's seven. Um, exactly. <laughs> my dad was storming out. Um, so yeah, that's what I do actually. I look for um, I, I look for my birthday. Who who's gonna ruin ruin my weekend? That's what I look for. Between yeah, I, I go with that. The sort of birthday fixture. This one's going to be strange because we've got that sort of four week period where we're not playing just before Christmas um, because of the World Cup over in Qatar. So I, I used to look for Boxing Day fixtures. Where you're going to be in Boxing Day if we've got the the derby on New Year where we're kind of playing around about then. But I always think you, you take a look at it and you, you've got to take a look at your first 11 games and who you're playing at home first and who you're playing away first and see if the fixture list has been kind or been harsh to you. Um, if, you if you're travelling to the likes of Tynecastle, Easter Road, Pataudry, uh, Ibrox in the first kind of game of the season, you've got the first sort of 11 games you're going, right, well, this is going to be a difficult start. But if you can kind of piece it together and get a good run going. You're just thinking, do you know what? We've got a, a really good chance of getting a, a, a sort of lead here. But you never know. It all comes down to the games and how we start. And I just, it's exciting because for me, it means the season is getting closer. I'm sick of this international football. I'm sick of no football. I'm sick of lack of transfers. Bring back the league. This is the longest break it's been. And at times... I'm, I'm looking forward to these friendlies. That's how sad this is getting. I just want to see Celtic back. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. You know, Lacey, also the international break was an extremely disappointing camp as well. Um, so, I it just feels it feels a lifetime ago already and there is still a fair wee bit to go. But, no, I'm with you there. It's, um, it's, it's a right slog, this one. I mean, it's got to the stage where James Nicol comes in here. What about the refurbishment to the exterior <laughs> of Celtic Park? The approaches from London Road, Celtic Way have been improved dramatically. Gallagate and Janefield Street approaches are a disgrace. We've got this much gap in the summer transfer window that this is what we're talking about. I mean, the oh, that's what I was saying. Um, no, it's, I, Park. everyone wants to know what's going on. Ah, it's, bring back a football, Amy. Bring back a football. Bring back football, pal. Ah. Oh. Anyways, Paulie Morpheus coming in here saying, on the day that Ramsey's going to Liverpool for £4 million, props to you, Colin, for being the first guy to make any noise about the boy about this time last year before anyone made a peep. Thank you very much. Didn't bring that up for that reason, but yeah, we'll go with that. Um, what else have we got? Any other questions coming in here for us? No, that means we are going to play Guess the Celt. And Amy, this will all make sense to you. Um, I've been playing it the last couple of weeks that I've been on on a Friday. Um, unfortunately, we've not got any uh, top trumps this week or we've not got any tier list. They'll be back next week. Um, but this is, I uh, guess, the Celt. So I'll bring the banner up. Oh, guess four, four clues. Uh, and you'll see where this is interlinked to our next topic as well. Okay, so I signed for Celtic on a pre-contract. I made 76 appearances over two seasons. 
I was part of the famous 2-1 Barcelona team. Oh, I've got it. And my Oh, go on. I think I've got it. Right, okay, I'll give you the final clue. Can I go? Can I say it? You can say it if you want. Go. Or will uh, I wait? <laughs> or do you want to wait? It's up to you. It's up to you. I think I've got it. So, so far it's signed for Celtic on a free contract slash pre-contract. 76 appearances over two seasons. Part of the famous 2-1 Barcelona team. And finally, his last clue is his only honours in football were won at Celtic. Amy, who am I speaking about here? Kelvin Wilson. It is Kelvin Wilson. And the reason that we're speaking about Kelvin Wilson is yesterday, the squad for the Masters football, which has been played at Brayhead on the 8th of July, was announced. And Kelvin Wilson is part of that team. Um, Amy, anybody else there that stands out for you? Oh, you know, wow. Um, a few. No, it's, it's a really great team, isn't it? It really is. Um, I'll be honest, I am absolutely, you know, you messaged me right at the time. I'm devastated I can't go. It's my kind. It's my graduation um, around that time, so I, I can't go. But, wow, Joe Ledley and Mark Wilson back together. That's just, oh, that's 11-year-old, 10-year-old Amy's dreams. Um, I loved that era. Um, never had the fact, you know, when I got to interview Mark Wilson, that was brilliant. Um, and, yeah, Joe Ledley's just, oh, I've just loved that man since the minute he signed at Celtic. Um, but, no, what a, what a great side. I really like... I, I always I get kind of sad, but I understand... Or disappointed. Let's go disappointed. It kind of, you know... I think if Chris Commons perhaps hadn't went into punditry um, and in a little bit of writing after his career, I think he would be held a lot higher... Um, and in higher regard, sorry, amongst Celtic fans, because you know, I, I think Chris Commons was absolutely outstanding, and he, he hasn't probably talked about as much or as highly as I, as I reckon it should be. You know, that season where he scored every every week, you know, it was unbelievable. Did he did he hit the forty? Um, yeah, it was certainly you know thirty five um, to, to forty. So there's um, there's a few decent players on that team. I can't lie. What is Carlton Cole doing in this side? Well, you're not the only one to say that underwater cabbage salesman comes in to make a joint laugh about uh, Carlton Cole. First thing that, that jumps out to me, right, is the oldest player in that team is Simon Donnelly, and he generally looks as if he's the <laughs> oldest. Wow. I, I think I remember being on a show with, with Juddy, and one of the questions was, what is his skincare routine? Because he generally does not age, the man. Um, but yeah, so a five-a-side tournament at Brayhead Arena, Tickets are actually nearly sold out, which I think will be fantastic. Holds around 4,000, so um, if you can still get tickets, then then go along. Scott Brown was supposed to be part of that team, but unfortunately um, he had to pull out because of his um, managerial role at Fleetwood Town, and I think Chris Commons was actually his replacement, so uh, maybe less said about that, the better. But Calton Cole, you, you've got to say, I mean... That goal away. That goal. Yes. I mean, for me, he only played that one month and he only played that one game and it was that. He was everyone everyone talks about how good John McGinn is at using his rear end. Carton Cole started that. He uh, he knows how to do it. I've, I've yet to see John McGinn manage to, to score with his backside. Um should be taking some hints off of Cole. I mean he tried his best for Scotland the other night, but he, he just couldn't kinda work <laughs> up to it. Um so going through the team, Rab Douglas and Goal, obviously part of the Seville team. 
we've had the pleasure of having Rob Douglas down in Greenock, and he was a fantastic character. Um, was not shy to tell any of the stories from his time at the club. Um, he mentions uh, if he could replace any player from the Seville team with a player from Andrew's team, who would it be? And he puts his hand up saying, it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, he's very, very good. And I'm sure he's still got it because he's still coaching at Arbroath at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. He sometimes oh kind of gets named as part of... Um, I think he, he was actually part of the squad and seen him on the bench a few times. Felt, I think even Dick Campbell said he would maybe have, have played him if, um, if things were a bit different, but yeah. Aye. Donny Boy 67 saying Rab Douglas hasn't aged as well as the other guys. Made a hard paper round. Donny, the hard paper round. Um, the, the, the Wilson combination at centre-back, Kelvin and Mark. I hear Mark Wilson still plays five-a-sides and seven-a-sides for the Clyde One Super Scoreboard boys. And Kelvin Wilson only gave up football last season. I was just going to ask you when did he retire. Yeah, he's, he's, sure he he's only 36, which is incredible. So um, definitely got a bit of pace across that back line in the midfield. I'll let you describe Joe Ledley. On you go. Uh, just not held in high enough regard. Um, no, I just, I, I really loved him um, under under Lennon first time round um, and I think the fact that uh, even hadn't been at the club for, for so long you know he was trusted quite early on with the armband um, and I just felt he'd done just done a lot of the dirty work um, I felt he was a really, really solid player um, and, and yeah I was lucky enough to be there when he scored his last Celtic goal didn't obviously think or know um, that it would be but it turned out to be um, but yeah I just yeah, I think I don't know. You just—I'll be honest. I haven't, there's no real reason why I just felt like this guy was my favourite player, but I was just yeah. I was devastated. That was my first devastation really when he left. It was like proper heartbreak because um, yeah, I was just like Joe Ledley's biggest and number one fan. And obviously Chris Commons that we've touched on. Not sure if he still kept his fitness whilst he's been doing the punditry. Um, Stylian Petrov obviously playing the the charity games that he's been playing. It's a miracle that he's actually still kicking around. So fun, fantastic from Stan. And uh, yeah, the goal-scoring machine of Calton Cole up front. I mean, I guess it's it's only because West Ham don't have a Masters team in here that he's not playing because his goal return for, for West Ham was actually fairly decent. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And yeah, he, he's definitely loved down there. Um but it's, I, I, there's no two ways about it. It's the, it's the oddest inclusion of them all. But I think fair play to him. Um, and I maybe he'll score more goals for the Masters. But I certainly hope he will. I'm putting him on to be top goal scorer if it's possible. Um, <laughs> and Simon Donnelly, obviously, what needs to be said about Simon that we've not already said before? Friend of the channel and a really good guy. And obviously, one of the last sort of big youngsters that we brought through to do really well for the team. Uh, it's disappointing that you kind of have to go back as far as side on there you go. You're saying that he's the oldest in this in this team, which you know, you're looking at that graphic and you still see he's the youngest out there. Um and probably offer him a deal, a contract. Um but you know, that's just it's we spoke about this before in depth. It is it's you know, it's to no delight or, or credit or anything like that, you know, it shouldn't be applauded that, that side only is the last real 
one of that nature really to, to come all the way through. Um, but I think it should be exciting. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a creative side. And kind of going, you know, just kind of glossed over a wee bit. I really liked Kelvin Wilson. That was, he went, had to go back down to Forest for, it was family reasons, wasn't yep. it? Yep. He was a really, really solid centre half. Um, and, and like I say, I had no idea he, he had retired because I, I, liked, I liked him a lot. I felt he came in and just kind of quietly went about his business, didn't he? Um, yeah, it was I think he'd be partner Carter Vickers really well right now. Maybe if he took another 10 years off himself. <laughs> um, so we are up against a Rangers, uh, Liverpool and Manchester United Masters team. As of just now, the Manchester United team hasn't been named. Liverpool have included guys like Jermaine Pennant, Stuart Downing, Steve McManaman, Jamie Carragher and Lewis Garcia in their squad. Um, and Rangers Masters include... Chris Boyd and the picture they've got of Chris Boyd is him looking depressed, which is really makes me smile. Um, Chris Boyd, Michael Moles, Barry Ferguson, Lee McCulloch, Pedro Mendes, Alan Hutton, Carlos Cuellar, and Roy Carroll. Um, so yeah, if you are going along to that, then I hope you have a good time. There is, as we say, some tickets still on sale. Twenty-five pounds, Brayhead Arena, Friday the eighth of July. Uh, I believe Laura Bradburn from a Celtic State of Mind will be there, so you can check her out if you see her. Um, and if you are going along, then let's hope Celtic win another tournament because, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's Masters football, women's football, youth football, you always want Celtic to win. Absolutely. Too right, Colin, too right. So, Amy, we're nearly at the end of the show. Um, it's been a pleasure being back on with yourself. It's been a while since we've had a show, just the two of us. Um, looking forward to the friendlies that we've got coming up and getting back to Celtic Park. One thing I don't think we've really touched on yet is the return to John Dow Thomason coming to uh, Celtic Park as Blackburn Rovers manager. He's going to get some reception. He certainly is. I'm delighted for him as well. I am thinking it's a, it's, a, it's a decent move. Hibs were were certainly sniffing about him a little bit, um, but that that one never materialised. But yeah, I'm delighted that you know you know if any manager's going to get a, a move down um, into the English setup, I think you've, you've really got to kind of bite your your hand off at it. Um, and, and yeah, he's like say, he's going to get one one hell of a reception when he comes back up, and rightly so. Um, and I think he certainly seems a character that. He'll know that this will be coming, um, and I think he will totally and utterly laugh up and rightly so because he brought us a, a right good laugh, didn't he? He didn't have, and I mean it set the tone for what was going to be a fantastic season. So we hope that that game will do the exact same. Hopefully, it won't end up very much like the West Ham game last season. Um, we'll see some of the new players on, um, and do you know what? It'll be almost as good as the last return to Celtic Park you, you'll still remember it because it'll felt even though it's not been 18 months this time it'll felt like 18 months with this right. new season by the time it comes through thank you to everyone who's watched this today on A Celtic State of Mind if you haven't already done so please leave us a like on the comments below it really does help us with the YouTube algorithm um, so if you haven't already done so give us a, a thumbs up share the podcast with your friends family your neighbours people you like people you don't like anybody that um, would be interested in the show, share it with them. We will be back at some point over the next week to hopefully discuss the Jota finalisation of this transfer. If his flights come back in, you know, 
that man's not flying to you, but he said there's as many delays as what they've had. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow for the, the Friday special. The team will be back. And until then, take care, stay safe, and as always, hey well. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.